What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast for movies that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, adapted, or otherwise unoriginal. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And we're talking about Captain Marvel, the 21st movie in the MCU. Sure. <laughs> that sounds fine. I think that's right. I think that is twenty one or twenty. It really twenty one or twenty two. At this point, it's so many that it's hard to even rank them. Yeah, like imme- which I kind of I don't like numbers, and I don't really care for ranking in general. And I felt like when people came out of this movie, it was well, where does it where do you fall? Put it in? Yeah. I was like, I would have to now sit down. I'd have to sit down and break. I, I have a pretty good idea where I put it, but yeah, I would have to sit down and kind of like, all right, this one and then this one and look at specific things. And that's, I'm and not oh, doing that. I did. I, I, but did I, I did too. I don't know that I put it under a good enough microscope. Like, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, well, here's how much I remember liking these ones. and Right, because then there's some that I haven't seen since their release <laughs> or some candidly that I've seen too many times. I rewatched Correct. the first Iron Man the other day and was like, I can now watch this blindfolded. Yeah. Like I did. I could turn my back completely yeah. while watching some of these movies. And it's still like, an incredible movie, yeah. but it's almost hard now to re put through that lens. Correct. Uh, but Captain Marvel came out to it much did. applause. Sure. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's this thing is like a it's this is a distressing movie. To yeah, like I want to talk more about the movie itself yeah. than I do the toxicity the around it because we'll I feel like that narrative is just frustrating. It is, and we'll talk about it a little bit because it exists. It's there, right? But it really is just the benign cyst on it's this dried correct. up elbow that is the MCU. <laughs> Just put some lotion on it, wear a long sleeve shirt, and ignore it. Yeah. We'll it doesn't have to ruin your whole day. Look the other way. And it's very unfortunate. <laughs> so what did you think of it? Um, so I walked out of Captain Marvel. Of the whole film? Which is like, you know what, I'm done. I have give up on everything. No, I walked out of Captain Marvel. My wife and I went to go see it. And we both kind of like did the whole, what did you think? And both of us at the exact same time was like, eh, it was okay. Like I didn't, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. But it really didn't do anything for me, and it's the first time, and I'm not saying it's as bad as this movie, but it's the first time since Thor The Dark World where I didn't enjoy the movie 100%. Like, everything that after post-Dark World, I actually really liked. This is the first time I was like, oh, oh God, maybe they can do duds from time to time that just don't ring for me. Right. Um, And it's not, I want to be clear, it's not the character thing. I will get specifics in a moment, but it was just like something didn't ring true to me. And this felt like watching a phase, one of those middle of the road phase one films in the midst of seeing so many phase three era films that we have. And I, and I feel like that's a disservice to it. But after getting Black Panther and and Infinity War and Thor Ragnarok and all of those films, this movie just felt like, why, what, why is this here? (laughs) See, and that's almost something I appreciated about it. Because I've been re-watching all of them, now in chronological order for Endgame, because I have a problem. I'm with you. I just did this a year ago. Right, I was like, this wasn't a a year ago. And I finished it up and said, I'm not going to do this next year. Maybe I'll just watch Infinity War and the other two Avengers movies. You know, you lied to yourself. And now we're doing it. <laughs> we found a whole new way to do it. Correct. That isn't just in a random order, no. but now we're going to do it in the proper timeline. Correct. Um, so, so far that means I've really watched Captain America, Captain Marvel, and Iron Man. Correct. And kind of pairing those three together makes me kind of yearn for the phase one movies mm-hmm. that I felt were a little bit more character-driven and focused. I feel a lot of the phase three movies, I've talked about this on the other shows, 
have devolved into a lot of character beats, some humor, which is still in this movie, but I didn't think it was quite as much. Humor's and a then less here, yeah. a really big action set piece and we go home. Right. And what I really appreciated about Captain Marvel was that it was one of their more intimate, smaller movies. And it kicked off with this huge, almost Man of Steel action set piece in space and yeah. the stars and species and just showcasing what the Kree and the Skrull can do and what she can do and built up all these relationships really well, but then spent the rest of the movie very contained yeah. and almost to two people. And we really spent a lot of time learning about her where I thought other Marvel movies were a man out of time or Iron Man trying to figure out who he is without weapons. Like all these movies have had yeah. a sense of identity and this movie, she's already Captain Marvel. That's not what we're trying to figure out. It really becomes her trying to figure out who Carol Danvers is. And I think that's why I don't like the movie. And let me see if I can say this specifically. I don't feel like at the beginning of this movie, the audience nor her knows who Carol Danvers is. And I feel at the end of the movie, we also don't know who Carol Danvers is. I feel like because of the, because of the amnesia trope that happens in this film, unfortunately, we never really get... There's never a point where that amnesia is completely kicked off, where she's like, oh, I know everything about my past. I know who I was as a person. So we spend this entire film trying to figure out who Carol, Carol Danvers is. And at the end of it, we still don't know who Carol Danvers is. We just know that Captain Marvel is a badass and she's like the most powerful person. But Carol Danvers as a person, her by her by her polar her other half, I still know no more about her from the beginning of the film than I do at the end. That's and true. that's my issue. That's my one hang up of the film. I'm just kind of like, I don't. I just watched a two-hour movie to basically what it feels like just to put Captain Marvel on the board as opposed to me telling me who Carol Danvers is as a person. I feel like for an origin story, that's your job is to tell me who that character is. Like Black Panther does it. Iron Man 1 does it. Each time, even even Spider-Man does it. Although I feel like Black Panther and Spider-Man kind of get the cheat code because you introduce that character in another film first so you don't have to do all the legwork. This movie has to do all the legwork and I feel like it suffers for it. Um... A lot of quick, that first 30 minutes, they're just throwing everything at you, but the kitchen sink and those flashbacks and whatnot. And none of it actually, for me, tells me anything about that character. Even the emotional beat that happens in the movie where she meets her friend, Maria, and all the emotion is on Maria's end. None of it comes from Carol, and like she gets no more recollection of it. It's just like how she remembers Carol but Carol doesn't know any of that, and like when we when we get to the end, she still doesn't know who the hell she was as as a as a as a human or any of her stuff pre getting blasted by the thing. And that for me is why I was like, well, this isn't telling me much. Yeah, it was a lot of tell don't show. Right. It was a lot of kind of just them saying, here's who Carol Danvers is and who you were on Earth. Exactly. And but not accept that and go. Right. And I think part of that was they either directed her or she performed the part. To already be so confident mm -hmm. in the Captain Marvel persona Correct. and already had this moral compass of right and wrong and this like Cree backbone that yeah. even learning who she is or was, she kind of just goes, okay, great, and I'm going to go off on this mission now. And that is a little disappointing, yeah. but I think everything else around it and even her own- Which is my my, kind of sassiness was fun. That's my thing that I'll take away from this. I sat there, and everybody act, acting-wise, I think all the characters, Talos, all of them, but specifically her, because this is her film, I think she does great. I just think the directing and the writing of this 
kind of do a disservice to her as a whole. I would like to see someone else. This is one of those things where I'm like, I'd like to see someone else play with these toys. Like, I would like to see her, Brie Larson, playing Captain Marvel and with the Russos playing her, directing her or with another director doing this again who was more capable of putting a better script than, than what we have. Because it, I don't think she did anything wrong. I thought right. she was, I love the sassy. I love her moment when she's, when they scream, like the scroll scream at her and she screams back. That's freaking, that's badass. I love those, those moments. I just don't feel like this movie gave me enough to delve into who Carol is. It almost has the same problem that I think the first Thor had, where mm-hmm. we just kind of. These two films are equal to me on my ranking level. His yeah. point of like worthiness is to just kind of yes. get up and be like, I understand what I have to do now. Yeah. Kill me, and then the hammer will just work. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, well, you didn't really learn, learn anything. anything. Exactly. You just kind of took just, the bullet and, yeah. and went about your day. But I thought they did do a really good job building out the rest of this world. Yes. I liked everything with the Kree. Uh, I almost felt similar to the first Captain America, where I just kept wanting more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about the high intelligence and yeah. more about the Kree and the scrolls, the scrolls. and... All of those characters were great. Yeah. The scrolls you meet. It reminds me a lot of a star, like Star Trek. This this movie reminds me a lot of Star Trek. Because I'm a huge Trek fan, but how I know some people's complaints that sometimes the scrolls the scrolls are supposed to be bad guys. But I love that they're not doing a blanket statement saying like within the community some of the scrolls may actually be good. Like they may whoever this faction might have a specific thing for them. Same with the Klingons. And if you're a Star Trek fan, not all Klingons are bad. You might find a couple that do fit the narrative of what you need. Well, to go it through. starts off very like big galactic sci-fi. Yeah. And you kick off with like Guardians of the Galaxy, Man mm-hmm. of Steel, Star Wars, more like pulpy fun. And by the end of the movie, it becomes like Star Trek sci-fi. Yeah. That really is about something and really tries to whether or not it succeeds, it gets into the nuances of war, mm-hmm. that there's like good and bad people kind of in every community, that there maybe is always a little bit more to it Correct. than you see. And I really appreciate when the Marvel movies try to kind of get a little bit deeper. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise we do kind of just get into these big, big flashy big action, action movies. And that's to me where it gets boring because yeah. now they have a formula and they know it works. So you might as well start infusing some interesting themes and ideas behind it. It's so weird, though. Because I agree. I do think some of this, the science stuff of this, especially when they started doing these guys are good, but for a certain reason. I love all of that. I, I don't know. I felt like this is the first time. I'm trying to think. Ragnarok, Panther, Spidey. All of those movies have a sense of style to them. Like, you can... I can... I, it's weird. I don't want it. Like, Afrofuturism for Black Panther. You had... This movie feels bland in a lot of spots outside of the final uh, sci-fi set piece it feels bland and some of that might be because we're doing it in the 90s but I don't think that's the case either because the 90s wasn't a bland era I just feel like I don't know if it's because they're new directors something feels off in the shooting style of this where it doesn't feel as I have a signature style or a signature focus the way I'm doing this movie yeah I would agree with that I Sort of disagree because I liked the backdrop of like North Hollywood and Southern California yeah. that we don't get a lot. So I did feel that there was a little bit different texture than a lot of the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But I think they also, in a very weird way, tried to avoid making it like super 90s and at the same time just kept pointing at things and being like, look, the it's 90s. the 90s. Yeah. And so that kind of kept it away from having like a a more of a mid-90s tone where you just kind of went, wow, yeah. this looks like it was shot 
right. in the 90s by somebody from the 90s. I think that might have been what my brain was doing. Trying to, like, this is doesn't feel like it's in the era because it's not shot the way yet. That's it also point. sort of suffered from the sins of its father in that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy has already done this yeah. poppy music to action thing. And every time this movie did it, it just sort of feels like that's what we're doing. Like, the, it, it really didn't the, quite have it. It messed up the final action set piece for me in this movie. The final action set piece when she basically, I think it's right when she breaks breaks out. And they set a 90s song to it. And I, I, my eyes rolled in the back of my head. I was like, we don't have to do this all the time, guys. This isn't necessary right now. And, and it's it's a little choppily edited, but I just didn't like the way that that music was set to with that action sequence. But then once she got out in space and was just whooping ship's ass, I was all back in again. So I, think I thought it was the wrong song to pick. I, do too. I was like, bring back Nirvana. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't, that's what I wanted. This doesn't fit with where we're at in this in this movie. Um, and that th- those are some movies moments that kind of like clunked along for me that I didn't work but then when she got into space and wrote like everything there was great um it's just the some of the beats didn't work for me but I thought Talos um we'll use him as our villain this movie doesn't technically have a villain villain <laughs> yeah it really is just yeah I get they're all kind of they do sort of what the uh, cosmic side of Marvel comics do where they're yeah, just where like the, parts of the career are bad parts are bad. of the scroll yeah. are bad this is Star Trek. Like, I get that like not all it's the same thing we say in a, in a normal, in like in human race, black people. Not all black people, but not all white people are bad. Like there's no monolith for in, any type of race. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, but in this, we don't have one. But Ben Mendelsohn is great. I love, I love. Oh, him. he kills it. He kills it. I love it. And I thought gets, all the actors. I were thought fantastic. acting wise, everybody was great. I thought all everybody was really solid on on all. And I love her friend uh, Maria Limbo. Um, I thought she was really good. She gave probably the most. Excuse me, the most emotional beats in the entire film, like her yeah. speech when she's saying, "Like you're not the same person that I knew, and how we used to do all of this and stuff." I felt that that was the first time, without throughout any of this film, that I actually was like, "Oh, there is some heart underlying in this film," and then just the way that she re- responds to her her niece, quote unquote. Um, I loved all of that. Yeah, I, and I think that's why I did like the movies. I felt the characterization we got was really good. I think it just doesn't really have that. It, it is almost how I felt about Captain America 1, where that was another one that was like, Captain America's a good guy and he's the best and there's nothing right. fallible about him. And then we got to Captain America 2 and we challenged all of that. Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of a similar thing of just kind of putting all the pieces on the board and being like, Here's the template for this character, and she's super powerful, and here's who she... Correct. Because it does kind of get to a point where I think even in the comics, all of these characters sort of start being almost interchangeable. yeah. They all almost start being like, we're all just really good. Yeah, I I think... We've talked about this before. I think somehow we talked about Captain America before, but we've talked about how I, I won't put this on the same level as Captain America or like compare them so much because I feel like Captain America does a really, really great job of telling me who Steve Rogers is. Like by the end yeah. of that movie, I know one hundred percent who Steve Rogers is. Whereas this one, I don't. I'm still kind of questioning. They do these. They do these cuts, which I think are great, where they keep showing her getting back up, which is which are great. But I don't have a start-off point or end-off point to show what those scenes really mean. They're just showing me a cut of a moment when she gets up. And that's yeah. that's a 
it's a cheap way to kind of do that. I think that's also the problem with an amnesia storyline is yes, that you're not really think, starting at the beginning of a story. A bad, that was a bad choice to make from start, and I think that's why this movie suffers a little bit story-wise from you. But I like the pieces that are in here, and I thought she was great. She was fantastic. I liked her kind of like playful, sassy attitude, um, and I love her interactions with with our young Fury. Like young Fury is pretty cool to to, to see. How I liked him Jamie. a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I needed to see a little bit more of how he gets to where he's going to, to be. To yeah. Because I kind of feel like this movie should have been that and it wasn't. This movie ends with him still being the young, naive, plucky upstart. Like he's not really that dark, jaded person that we get at the end. Um, that by the time we see him when he meets Iron Man, he's not there yet by the yeah. time that this movie ends. And I do think you see some of the naive pluckiness in Nick Fury's performance in other movies. Yes. I think he gets kind of... Pl- he spends all of Iron Man 2 just making fun of Tony. Correct. He spends most of even the Winter Soldier, Soldier being like a little sillier crass, yeah. and crass. Age of Ultron, yeah. like same deal. Like half the time you see him, he kind of has like, that yeah. attitude. Right. But... He doesn't. It, if this is the worst thing he's gone through to get to that point, yeah, it's not that bad. I also, spoiler alert, really don't like how he loses his eye. It's funny. I don't like it. I didn't. I don't like it at all. I don't like it either. But I, what really bothered me about it is not so much the actual way that it happens. It's the way that everyone else reacts to it. It's so like, ha ha ha. Oh, is, are it, you going to be okay? Yeah. It's kind of what my Thor three problem was. Yeah. Is I was like, ah, every big thing is a bit now. All yeah. right. Like. And now I'm sitting here where every time that I see him, I'm going to think about the what happens in this film is how he got that. And was like, oh. Well, that kind of deflates that a little bit. This is where I, and I always will have prequel problems, but no matter what they told me about his eye, I I don't need to know it. Yeah. This is kind of my like Wolverine syndrome where I'm like, I don't need to know every single little thing about every single character that happened in their day to day. You can just be like, hey, he lost his eye. Yeah, this definitely, the other thing outside of the amnesia and like the Carol stuff, this kind of suffers a little bit for me the same way how I felt about the Han Solo flick is that- yeah. I know that when this movie is over, Nick Coulson and Captain Marvel are perfectly fine. Yeah. And so any action beats that happen in this have not yet had effect on anything that happens in the present outside of Nick losing his eye, which for me is not, I don't really give a rat's ass Yeah, you could have just not even had that in (laughs) there and I would have been fine. Um, I think it would have been a better bit if he had clawed at the eye. And he was like, huh? Kind of, what, I don't know what show we saw, but there was something that did that. There's kept, a lot of shows that have had that trope. Yeah, or the arm, and you're like, oh, you didn't lose it. Oh, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine does it pretty well. Yeah. That guy lost his arm. You're like, oh, this is it? Nope, this isn't how you lost. I think that would have been funnier than the way that they actually gave it gave it off to him. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, he doesn't really react to it. He's blind now. <laughs> right. In one eye. He's blind. Yeah. But uh, there was so much I liked in the movie, though. Like, and I, I, I feel like I've kind of said all of it, but... It is very, like, middle-tier Marvel. Correct. And that really doesn't make it bad I at wanna, all. I just want to like, say, if you're playing against yourself, this is what I would tell people. If, as a film on its own, it's perfectly fine, it's really good, versus what they've already put out, that's when you start saying, okay, there's some things that I, I about half of your register is above this. Kind of just feel like the Russell brothers need to get in there and play with it. I do. I, I, <laughs> like, just the, the end credit sequence of her just walking in looking like a badass was, I was like, Oh, I can't wait till they get their hands on her. And they did the thing that they've always done really well. And this is kind of where we'll talk about the adaptation of Captain Marvel yep. as a character. Because I think that's always, A, the point of our podcast. And B, Correct. a little more interesting in this case. Especially with my um, at feelings about the character overall. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is another one that they've made me like the character now. Yes. I I have a weird history with Miss Marvel because she used to be like a D-list. They all were D-list all characters, yeah. really. <laughs> and I always just kind of liked her on the team. Yes, I never um, really liked her solo. Like, I never... I can't say that I didn't like her solo. I never cared enough to continue on with her after once she separated. So her. I loved in 2012, I'm going to get the woman's name wrong, so I'm not even going to try to say it, like Decormick or something. Um, when she passed on the mantle, I thought they did a really good job of making it seem that this was always there mm-hmm. and she was having her own holdups of not wanting to replace Marvel. Right. And it's Captain America who's like, well, you did. You guys were the closest. He passed away. He wanted you to have it. You're a literal captain. Yeah. Just do it. And I liked kind of watching her in the Marvel Comics universe. They did a really good job of going, we can take a character that's so steeped in confusing, complicated lore, and we don't really need to hit the reset button, but we can just pivot her left and make her way more accessible and give her an arc that we haven't had in comics in years. Yeah. Like at that point, everybody was solidified and they really gave you a character to follow for the first time in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And watching her kind of climb to an Iron Man, Captain America point on the team and like proving herself, I thought was a story in comics that we just hadn't seen since like old Spider-Man. Right. And I really liked that. Um, that being said, she has a lot of issues where I'm like, ah, there were, and this is, I don't think a her problem or even the writers who have done her problem. I think this is a Marvel comics problem they had up until a few years ago where they were just trying to be the movies and every book had to be funny and kooky and silly. And every character started sounding the same between her, Iron Man, Thor and everyone. And now we've kind of reshaped it. And the, the Joss Whedon effect where everything is. Yeah, exactly. Down. Yeah. But I thought they did a really good job of making her what you get from that character in this, of really building out. Oh, yeah. That she's sort of all has a place, but is constantly proving it. Right. And I think that's a unique like angle for the character to just have somebody who's solidified in there and you as the audience see why she belongs there, but there's just constant barriers in her way. And I think you see that even in this movie, they have a lot of problematic trolley men um, that never really seem to get her down. And I sort of liked that her attitude of the whole movie was like, I don't fucking care about you. Like, I'm just going to go about my day doing me. Even when like Jude law kind of did it, it's more of like a mentor part. And she's still like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Why is all of this happening? I didn't feel like it bogged down the movie. I do kind of feel like it needs to be there because of the toxicity around it. That it's almost good to have that like middle finger up to it. Yeah. Um, But I felt that it never impeded. On the movie. No. And, and I don't think it ever impedes in the comics either. And I liked that They were like, yep, nope, there's sexism. But this character just is like, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a lot less on the nose than Wonder Woman was. Because Wonder Woman actually has notes in that film where she's like, I can do it. Basically, I can do whatever a man can do. So we don't ever really well, get that. Well, she literally walks through yeah, no man's land. Right. But here we don't get that. She just does it. She's like, I'm just going to do whatever the hell like I want to do. Be damned if it's a male female. I don't give a crap. I'm just going to be me. Uh, which I think works works better and I feel like it's more of a F you to the people who don't 
Yeah. I feel that way. <laughs> I also thought they did a really good job of accessibilizing. I don't know if that's a word. Making accessible the Korean scrolls. Like that's another 100% daunting that's task a lot to adapt. To and I feel like they do enough of a setup in this that with just the little pieces that we get, if we were to come back on the back end and bring the scrolls back in for like a secret invasion type of thing, they're now already on the board. So it's a little bit more like, okay, we've gotten the, the, the world used to these guys. Now we can bring them back and not have to try to explain everything away. Yeah. And I'm kind of good not setting up secret invasion now. Yeah. I really don't want to set up any big storyline until we're done with Endgame. Correct. I don't want to do any seeds. Yeah. I'm fine if they're just like, the scrolls in Korea are gone. Yeah. Who cares? I, yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they there's a small thing that happens in the movie because I was like, why would you go out of your way to sh- do this? But with Talos' daughter, when he tells his wife to shield her, shield the young girl when he's shooting someone, that I'm like, oh. That was a weird little and thing And then she to still kind of looks at it. And does it on her own and is like, you could tell, like, I mean, they could be eventually just putting in a seat saying like, all right, in 20 years, this could be who, what the queen that kind of does this, leads the girls in for the secret yeah. invasion, which would be fine. You're not overtly doing it. You're just kind of like, all right, we're just going to put this out there in case this is something we come back to, but we're not going to beat you over there with, because I agree. I don't think any other storyline, major storyline should be started until. So we're done. All of this is wrapped. We're done. <laughs> I just, I kind of don't want to do it again. I kind of just want to start having movies after this. <laughs> There's a small part of you where I'm like, can we just do one off? Like, I'm going to be 30 when this whole thing is over. I don't know that I want to be 40 and be like, ah, the payoff from Captain Marvel is here. <laughs> This was great when I was in college and I could just like make all these yeah. guesses and now I'm like, all right, we we this. did it. We can just make movies now, guys. We're, We're good. in this. Yeah. But whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah, I thought they adapted her character and those elements really well. I loved the scrolls and the Kree so much in this movie. They're great. And I think that's why I can overlook a lot of the small things I didn't is I'm like, there was just so yeah. much of an effort to do something different and unique in here. Yeah, I, it's it's so weird because now the more that I think of it, the front end and the back end of this movie are my favorite parts when it gets super sci-fi. It's kind of the same with Thor. When we get to Earth, even though I like the character elements between Fury and uh, Marvel, I mean in Danvers, that's when the movie loses me. Yeah, well, I think they just kind of didn't really have a cohesive MacGuffin. Yeah. And granted, I'm usually the guy Who to first anti-MacGuffin to first be like, ah, <laughs> oh, we're gonna go get the glowing thing, neat. Boy, do we get a lot of glowing things in Marvel movies. Yeah. Like, do we? <laughs> we love it. Everything <laughs> is freaking glowing. And I love it too. Yeah. But you can have, like, a, you should have a MacGuffin in yeah. a movie. And when you kind of put it in and wrap it around kind of the bigger themes and ideas that are in this, it would have worked really well. Correct. But they never really explain why we need the light speed thing. Why yeah. is the Kree after it to begin with? Yeah. Why is, we know why the scrolls are after it once we get to the big Once twist. we get to the twist, yeah. And then it's the Tesseract. And right. I don't need a whole, here's how it went from Howard Stark's office to up in space. I yeah, don't people care. Want, I don't care. I can connect those dots on my own. It out, it's yeah. all in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I will say, though, about S.H.I.E.L.D. and about prequels and problems that prequels make. In Iron Man 1, 
oh, we're the strategic homeland. Of that. We're working on the name. You've they, had the your name. Your name was always done. You've had the name. <laughs> You're sitting on it. You have logos already printed. And I don't even think that's something Captain Marvel did. I think Agent Carter did that yeah. and Winter Soldier did they that. Were named like Shield and Agent Carter. For, yeah, for forever. And <laughs> yeah. I just was like, ah, this is this is where. This is when you start You have to kind of things. make your own continuity Correct. and start just kind of taking – it's easy to get bogged down in it. I think you just kind of have to enjoy the ride a little because otherwise – There are some threads you kind of just have to throw away. You're like, all right, you clearly weren't paying 100% attention. I'm just going to let you ride Right. That well, like what are you going to do? Really lock yourself into this like stupid bit from Iron Man 1 yeah. that after 10 years really is – because rewatching Iron Man 1, which is still one of my favorite Marvel movies – I was, though, this time realizing how clear it was they didn't realize they were going to get to do this. Yeah. Because every plane is named Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Every, every other item in this movie is like a, wink, a wink to the to, comics. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, man, guys, like, you really... They do it here, too. It's a moment, um, what you call it, Maria, and her call sign is Photon, which is her daughter's, when she grows up, the daughter yeah. becomes Photon or... Polaris, or one of the code names, she becomes those. I was like, oh, that's a cool little nod, but you're right. Iron Man 1 was like, we're just going to burn our entire bridge right now. It's like, all right, we can... (laughs) (laughs) We might never get to do this again. Put it all... Kill it all. I mean, the Infinity Gauntlet was in the background of Thor 1. We had to do a terrible throwaway joke. We got to go have Hela go up there like, that's a fake. Which is great. I love how you fixed it. You just... Shouldn't have put yourself in a corner where you have to. You have to do That's that. That's another one. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't have to fix it. I don't care. <laughs> we have to have this. All right, fine. Everybody else likes it. That's just me. Yeah, I'll accept that one. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? Sure. sure, it's fine. Why not? I also don't like the cat scratching out his eye. The comedy doesn't always land. Yeah, that didn't work for me. That uh, was, and I like the cat overall. Up until that point, I was like, this isn't work. I really. Tried so hard because I was liking the movie so much. When they did that, I was like, "Ah, it's fine." Yeah, I, I would, it, whatever they did, I would have been bothered. I don't need to watch a Nick Fury movie to learn how he loses his he eye. Died. But uh, like, yeah, no, I think I that's mean, my bigger thing. I'm like, just don't tell me. Like, I don't care. Yeah, like I said, that the actual act didn't bother me so much as like everyone's response, like. Dude, you're going to be okay. Like that, they didn't take it as if the dude's eye is gone. Well, because then they almost played it like it almost hit him at the top. Right. Because he was like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, oh, that's a good bit. Like you can have his eye be there, but these three scratches he has. Great. No, no. We had to. Yeah. Got to do it that way. Oh, well. Yeah, it was a good movie. It's just a little flawed. It is. And. Again, but I like her, and that's, that's all the, the Marvel movies need to do. So when I walked out, I was like, okay, the movie itself didn't really work that well for me, but Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, I am 100% in, and her looking like a badass in the post credit sequence, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's just go ahead and, like, she is Captain Marvel, let's go ahead and do this. I don't yeah. necessarily know if I want, I do want to because I want her to get another chance to do a, a better film, kind of like if Cap had Cap one oh, people didn't like. And she's going to get to do another film. Because <laughs> the money this movie has made is nuts. So before we get into that, my last kind of thing to touch on, I guess we kind of did. Do you have anything else about it being a prequel in the MCU? Do we want to keep going back in time? Like the Marvel Universe to me has built so much in like World War II yeah. and in the 90s and what S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing in the Stones. I think I'm ready to just go, I know enough. Yeah. I, I don't. For a while there, I kind of wanted Hank to see Hank and um, Janet, like what they kind of did 
when they first got into the shield and, and, start, and started hanging on. But if you're right, for the most part, I'm good with what we know now. I feel like all the pieces that I need to know for the past are set. From this point on, let's do everything going forward. Unless you really want to do like a five episode thing on Disney Plus and just be like, here's a fun Correct. Uh, Howling Commandos yeah, mission. Yeah. That I'll do. But yeah. I don't need any more big building blocks to put me forward. I I have enough between Civil War going back and between Cap going back and Winter Soldier going back. Agent Carter and and, and all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, you have enough stuff that's out there where there's no... You can build and map out the past. I also don't have a lot of questions. So if you you really want to go in the past now, I would rather you go in the past in the Kree world. Yeah. Not even tell me, like... Do more with Ronan. I don't really even need more of Ronan. Because I guess my question is for this. I mean, we'll get into this because we'll talk about what we want from Captain Marvel in the future. But do we skip the 20 years or do we do her sequel within that gap of well, where we don't see her? this is kind of where you get into the almost Superman problem. Right. If she comes to Earth, who's powerful enough to kind of to stand stop. up against right. her? That's true. Uh, I go build sword. Yeah. That's what I want to see now. I want to see her build sword. And I want to see the space version of shield. Space opera. Yeah. No, I agree. That's I think that's where she should remain. Um, or she goes off with the Guardians. Right. Get her and Thor and Star-Lord together. Oh, and, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> they can go off and fight. Because now we know we're going to get the Eternals. Yeah. So we are going to start going getting like... Galactus, yeah. Silver Surfer, yeah. and we already did Ego, but the Great Beyonder, yeah. Chaos in Order, like we can now get these like Jim Starling heady, Correct. crazy things, and that's when I'm gonna want that's when she comes Thor, Captain right. Marvel, and the Guardians right. at the forefront and yeah. the Surfer, right? And then I'm like, yeah, let's get some <laughs> huge sci-fi going yeah. on. That's great. And I'm a sci-fi nut, so I'm all in. Like when we take her to space, I'm one thousand percent. But that's in. the other thing that I liked about this movie yeah. is I, I like my sci-fi. Okay, but my favorite superhero stuff is on the ground. Guys, I like my Spider-Man so and my Daredevil. Why, I think that's why we that why this one connected more with you because the, the bigger chunk of this film takes place yep. on Earth. I like my street level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if I if the next huge story in Marvel is like, ah, there's space stuff going on, but we're back on Earth. Norman Osborn has yeah. the Dark Avengers, and it's Spider-Man and Daredevil and Luke Cage like, I'm and in. Cap. <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. All street level characters get, <laughs> and then get weird. Throw in Blade and all that jazz. Oh, I, I don't care, but I want to be here. Yeah. But I, I I never really like prequels that much. I I mean, you know how I felt about Han. I, typically, prequels don't don't work for me ever. I, and I, honestly, I can't even think of one prequel that I was like, oh, that's that one I needed to see. They just don't. They don't hold any resonance for me. If your movie did its job, you told me the story. And if your movie didn't, why didn't you start there? There in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of where I stand. Um, So I'm I'm good with if we never do any more prequel spots. I I know they might have to just for timeline purposes. Like if they're like, oh, this person is this old. I want him to be up to this point at the end. We're going to have to. But there's also going to be a point where we keep doing the, well... If you've been here or around the whole time, where the hell were you? Like, it's easy to get Captain Marvel to do that because you'd be like, okay, she's got to go do space. stuff in space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, you keep putting people on the board. You're like, yeah, they were around this whole time. No, I did weren't. also like, those. speaking of that, um, 
I liked that Fury's reason she hasn't been around was that he needed a response team. Yeah. That does echo really well to the first Avengers Correct. when he just keeps telling the whatever they called it, yeah. the board. And we we can't right. we can't even rely on Thor to show yeah. up. We need a response mm-hmm. team. I also loved that that's why he called it the Avengers, Avengers Initiative. Initiative. It's great. I'm sure that that made a lot of people mad. I was like, it's no, great. I liked it's it. Great. That was one part I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I, I dug that. Um, I yeah. And then and apparently like I I haven't, but I not think at the Disney uh, conference that just happened, there was a scene that they showed, basically a continuation of the scene that we saw at the post credits where I think War Machine asked Captain Marvel like, well, where the hell have you been? We could have used you before, and he was like, "Well, Nick said he got you. They had, the Earth had the Avengers. I wasn't necessary when when the hole in the space was coming. Well, she you says guys it, had that, like emergency. Right. He's like it's an emergency, emergency. When you guys couldn't take care of it, that's what I come. And in. who knows? Maybe he was like sitting on it. He could have just always kind of was. Fla- right. He's kind of like, I'm, I got it. I'm close. I'm close. He's <laughs> like Iron Man could catch that nuke, <laughs> right. but if he doesn't, <laughs> they can. can stop Sokovia from falling. If they don't, I'm sure I, as shit not calling her in the middle of civil war. <laughs> you guys are fighting each other. The airport. She's not needed. That now. is not the time. Hey, here's a movie about accountability and secrets. Did you know I've had a bomb in space this whole I time? I end all of this. I could have hit three buttons and been a god. Yeah. Even like Hydra, there's some, there's like, plus, you know, there are some things you have to handle yourself. That's where you even get into you the comic books of yes. like, well, why isn't Spider-Man called yeah. Captain America every time the Green Goblin shows up? And Correct. where was ba-ba-ba? This was, we already did this problem in Iron Man 3. Because yep. that was the first time where everyone that was just was like, like Wait why aren't we doing Avenger movies exactly. just all the time? And yeah. it's like, well, because like, I don't know, people were busy. <laughs> Like, Schedules, damn it. I don't know. I barely see my... How often do you see your friends when you're past the age of 30? It's Christ. hard to get people together. <laughs> it's, uh, can't even get a birthday organized. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, it, I don't know. His house got bombed by the Mandarin. Do you think he's just dialing right. calls? Let's call up Carol. We'll see what she's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is real. Come. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think they're going to handle that well, and I think it'll be perfectly fine. Even Kevin kind of like, well, you don't never know if Nick has just been like close to pushing it up all the time. Like, that's a good answer. I agree. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, I will totally accept that they're just like, this was not an emergency. Right. This time, Thanos killed everyone. <laughs> Every, half the population is gone. <laughs> <laughs> the other time, he was like, oh, there's like six aliens here. That's not really not that big of a deal. I think this big green thing should fix most of it. A robot? I feel like Tony has an off button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This um, time, people just started vanishing. <laughs> right. And some he of them, wasn't even in Wakanda. They just went away. <laughs> That's what I would be like, the button. <laughs> right, hit the button now. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're playing a video game and you have like the kill-all item and you're like, I gotta hold on. You hold know? on to it. You know when you play Tetris and you have that one straight line in yeah. reserve and you're like, I can wait. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get all five of the lines <laughs> at once. Yeah. Uh, but... On the flip side of all the, the goodness that Captain Marvel has been, we've had a lot of toxic moments with this film up until release. Exhausting. It's nuts. It's exhausting. So yeah. do you want to start with the box office or do you want to start with the controversy? Let's go with the controversy because right. then we'll show the box office and be like, go after yourselves. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, oh, during last year's press run, well, before the Captain Marvel press run, Brie Larson mentioned during the over and going time thing that she kind of just didn't want, she doesn't want to know what a white male reviewers feel about a wrinkle in time because it's not a movie that's catered to them. I want to know what African-American or women of color feel about this film. They also didn't like it. 
Correct, Bree. Wrong one to get behind. <laughs> like, <laughs> but <laughs> I see her sentiments. But that was a film that you don't. That's not where you want to step out on. That was the line. most unfortunate part of that. Is it was like ah, no one even went to see it. Like, <laughs> no one cares, Bree. That was no the one. wrong horse to back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But then on this press run for Captain Marvel, she just kind of started saying that I guess she had done some research and looked at people and was like, "Are there people in positions that are that?" are of color or are women that can do these jobs that are not being afforded the same uh, possibilities as the straight white men. And yes, we all know that, but there is some lead. Absolutely. There is, I could have happening. told you just from the blogs and podcasts I follow <laughs> that it's an overwhelmingly yeah. high statistic. And so her thing as being the lead person on this film was just like, well, I just like on my run for this, that I do give op- opportunities for people of color or, or women to do and ask the same questions that a straight uh, a, a white male would do. Unfortunately, straight white male did and not like that. And that's when <laughs> the internet went crazy. So She's this, saying she doesn't want me as a white male to go see this. To me, this goes a little bit further back than that. Okay. And this all has now been going on for years, yeah. this comics gate thing. I'm going to get into some stuff that I hate talking about because, candidly, I don't have all the information or all the players, but I have enough. Yeah. Uh, and one of their biggest contributors to this m- movement is uh, Ethan Van Schreier, who was a comic book writer and artist for Marvel and DC. Yeah. They've both fired him. He's now been trying to kickstart a terrible comic book for years. Mm-hmm. And after slamming editors, has recently tweeted and been like, I need to get an editor so I can finish my book. <laughs> you shit on everyone. <laughs> but he basically is of the mindset that comic books are now ruined because we're forcing politics into it, quote-unquote. Not realizing that things like the X-Men have always been political. It's been about politics from day one. Uh, Furthermore, it pushes what these comic skaters believe to be a Disney and studio agenda to push more... Ethnic. SJW, female, African-American, gay... Yeah. Diversity... Correct. ...into comics. Mm -hmm. And they have now... it didn't really happen with Wonder Woman, but that's also kind of like, I'm not racist, I have a black friend. That's how Correct. I feel about that. Yeah. Um, it happened with Black Panther. It did. It definitely happened with The Last Jedi. 100%. And now it's happening here. Yeah. And they can claim as much as they want that this isn't about sexism Correct. and racism. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if your belief is that a studio's agenda is to push more women and people of color into movies. Get over it? The correct answer is yes, that is what they're doing. Get yeah, over it. That's, that's life. That's, that's the a, world. That's a really dumb agenda to think, ooh, how dare they? <laughs> um, so there's been a decree now, because now they have this already stifled belief, and Captain Marvel in the comics has been a character that's been targeted for this since 2012 when I talked about mm-hmm. when they went. And then they just changed this character. He t- she took over the male title. No one asked for this. Now we're here. It's just trying to get new readers. And yes, it is. Yeah. They want to get new, different readers. Right. Of course. You don't want to become a dying breed like uh, the Westerns because they stayed with one group of people right. their, their entire run. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. So this group has decided very publicly with this movie that they're going to review bomb it attack it. Yeah. And if you look at any tweet, any review, any YouTube comment, it's worse than even like the Ghostbusters thing it was, is. where the, the ratio was, was crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, we first saw it, I first saw it because I follow a lot of the people on IGN. Their Captain Marvel review had the biggest displacement of one thumbs up and thumbs down mm -hmm. that they ever have. And their general manager went on a very good rant on Twitter, just even explaining, this doesn't do anything. Yeah. All you're doing is showing me that you're crazy. Yeah. You're still giving it traction. You're not stopping anything. One person's opinion is da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But everything you see is just this movie isn't for straight white men. It's pushing it's a political pushing agenda. agenda. And you can look at any. We have an entire part of this podcast going, what is this movie about and why is it relevant? Maybe I'm just asking for things to have political agendas and yeah. relevance. But I also kind of think that that's the point of art. Yeah. And I have I, something to say. And I'm, I consider me weird. I perfectly, I quite often finally want a movie that has a female lead. I'm like, oh, no, that looks pretty badass. I want to see what a woman whoops ass and, and, and kicks ass in the same vein that everyone else who's always looked the same does. <laughs> right. No, I want to see everything. Yeah. It, it's funny because I didn't think... I I had purposely tried to remove myself because I've talked to you before how tired I am of the Star Wars fandom. I'm kind of like, well, I'm just going to remove myself from that. And I was going to do that. And I'm, then my brother out of nowhere called me and was like, is Captain Marvel bad? And I was like, wait, What? And he's like, I'm getting, I'm seeing all these reviews of people just like ripping it apart and saying all this. I was like, most of those people, one, haven't even seen the film, but two, if they have, there's an agenda they're setting forth. Like, I have never been more depressed and anxious before a movie. Before I was one. spending all day on Twitter looking at friends of our show, mm -hmm. Adam and Hector's tweets, other bloggers that I follow, YouTubers that I follow, all of them. Just littered with these comments. Yeah. And then this Rotten Tomatoes thing. Just stupid. Just all, they had to change the algorithm. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want this movie. I don't want any movie to be riddled with this narrative. The beacon of this narrative. Because it right. becomes hard yeah. to even discern when people have genuine critiques about it. We can no longer sit here on this yeah. podcast. I can no longer sit. And I just did. I said, I was like, I really like this movie. Here are the problems it yeah. had. These are a group of people who go, you're in Disney's pocket. Right. Look at, listen to you. Listen to you saying that the movie has flaws. Well, it was funny because like this whole week, this, since I've seen the movie and I kind of felt how I felt about the movie, I was sitting there like, I don't want to go in there and trash this movie because I don't want to be lumped into the association of people who are like are ripping parts of, of this movie apart because, you know, agenda women. Like that's not why, I, like it, that has nothing to do with why I don't like aspects of this movie. But I want to be able to still have a conversation that's, we can do that without bringing up any of that BS well, that they're doing. these are people about. who live in a world where it's perfect and immaculate. Yeah. Or you're a liar and you're <laughs> trash. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy because obviously Disney is not buying reviews. Correct. They don't need to buy reviews. Yeah. We've done enough research as an industry to know that things like Rotten Tomatoes and reviews don't affect the box office. Correct. I can go through and get the data of anything through, yeah. under a 50 on Rotten Tomatoes and it's box office and I can prove to you it doesn't matter. The majority of them are Transformers yeah. films. We can find all right off the bat. <laughs> Hundreds. Yeah. DC movies. Exactly. Transformers movies. No most whatsoever. big budget action movies. Yeah. And Oscar movies, Vice is under 50. It's Correct. an Oscar-nominated yeah. film. <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? These things are, it, they're irrelevant, and it just becomes noise around what is supposed to be a fun, fun engaging hobby. Exactly. And it just makes it so exhausting to like something. It does. And to have a nuanced conversation about Correct. it. Correct. And it, it really is quite sad. And I wonder... The same way, if you may remember, if anybody else followed it, this happened with Gamersgate five, six, seven mm -hmm. years ago. They failed and no one talks about that. Yeah. 
are we really going to look back in five years and be like, you know, they really did some damage because they're not doing any damage. It's funny because once this, this box office is hit, you're going to be like in two years or even a year when we look back and be like, oh, this has made 800 some million dollars. Like, well, never mind. Nothing. You guys did absolutely nothing to derail, stop or put a halt to any of this. Yeah. You're also not going to change anyone's mind. Correct. Like any kind of real politics, right? I can go online and look at every forum for MAGA hat wearers and hardcore leftists. And wherever I fall on that scale, I'm not going to be able to switch the other person's mind. But that's part of the point. Everyone should be allowed to have their opinions. The problem is when you have opinions that are built nothing but by hate or like by by venom, then that's when you're like, okay, then you're coming from a place that I don't, we we can no longer have a discourse or a conversation. I also also circle back to just being like, guys, in the end of the day, this movie is for kids Comic books are for children's flick people. Like, for your daughters, your young daughters. This is a movie for them to look up to and be like, oh, yeah. she's a badass. I want to be like that when I grow up. Why is anything about that wrong? But some numbers lie. Yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie lied. Yeah. It's a liar. Yeah, it's a, what, a 79 critic, which is probably about where... Yeah, it, that's it fine. Be. The fans was at 50. It's climbing up as, pe- as real reviewers start to get in there. Isn't that great to watch, yeah. though, that yes. you're just like, yeah, fine, put it at the bottom. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, the box office numbers do not lie. No. Uh, this movie made 153 in the States and 455 million worldwide <laughs> for the sixth biggest opening ever. The for, bi- the, for Marvel. For Marvel. Not, yeah. Right, yeah. The biggest key here is China came in, which China has been known to, like, we don't like anything that is African-American-led or female-led. China opened with an $89.3 million weekend, which is the third best MCU opening ever in China behind Infinity War and Civil War, which had a bunch of characters in it. This is just Captain Marvel, and this opened that way. That's massive. And it's good because that gives a big F you <laughs> to right. all of these people who are trying to derail what this movie is doing. Well, the other big F you, because you can, you know, Rotten Tomatoes can lie and a lot of these other ones can, but the other one that doesn't is the Comscore Screen Engine post-track mm-hmm. numbers. This is a market research company that does a lot of surveys at right. the end of a movie. Deadline reported out these numbers. The 21st Marvel Town, the MCU, so I was right about that. Pretty this well, is yeah. straight from Deadline. It's a great start with four and a half stars and a 73 definite recommend, which mm-hmm. means 73% of the people who saw this movie said that they would tell somebody else to go watch it. Men overall led females last night 60 to 40, so you can take your little demographic argument and, and shove it. put it away. Yeah. Now, you could argue that more women saw this movie and brought their men. Correct. We don't know how many fans and non-fans there are. Right. 77% general audience, 9% parents, and 4% kids. Females... 91 to 82%. Males, 82 to 86. Young feet with females over 25, giving it the best grades as a 96% positive. Yeah. Which tells us that you think this movie is for one specific person because of something that you're taking out of context, and it is for everyone. It's for everyone. And as an A cinema score, like this isn't being bothered by the spots that cannot be bothered by, like it, that have no effect on yeah. it. And, and uh, I think... I think they put a good product out, whether you like it or love it, or that that's neither here nor there. I think you should go see it and ignore all the BS that's happening. If this is a movie you want to go see, go see it. And look, you're allowed to not like it. Just don't Correct. sit around and belabor and the, scream yeah. about it. Just most people, most people go to a movie and go home. Yeah, and that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of it. <laughs> Correct. They go home. Right. They don't record it. 
their thoughts about it for an hour afterwards yeah, right. and put it on the internet. Yeah. They go home. Most people, comic books are kind of a niche thing. Mm-hmm. The highest volume for every month is like not even really breaking 100,000 units sold. Exactly. That's very small compared to any other artistic outlet. Yeah. So maybe don't run around screaming and putting up walls and gatekeeping from something that you want to grow. <laughs> Correct. And you... if it's not the thing you want anymore, go away. Yeah. And there will be something that fits your what you specifically want. Shut the hell up until that happens. Like, don't mess up on other people's parades. Do while you know they're how many time. times I've been like, "Well, this story isn't for me in the yeah. comic right now. I'm good. Not even for me is the wrong word. I'm just not enjoying it." Right? Do you know Spider Man once had six arms and it was and it was clones? <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, I don't want." To I didn't want to do any of that. <laughs> it's crazy. You did a ranking. I did make a ranking. I made a quick one. I don't know how accurate it is because I'm rewatching these. Right. Um, oh my god, there's so many movies. There's a lot. So the way I did this. Was I, because I apparently can just do this because we've done this enough now. Yeah. I just listed them all in the order they came out and then put numbers next to them and then rewrote it in that order. Okay. And kind of my template for this, because there's some that I've seen once, there's some that I've seen a thousand times, there's some that I haven't seen in, in years. Right. Uh, others I've just watched for the first time. Uh, I decided to really go with... What do I talk about the most and mm-hmm. what do I know that I enjoy? I didn't really get like under the hood because I feel like if I do that, I end up being like, well, you know, this one has problems, but I did love it. Right, right. Uh, things like Civil War that I could probably just sit down and to explain and to you why it's riddled with issues, but I love that I do movie. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, my top five really hasn't changed. Mine has not either. Winter Soldier is still the top. Okay. Infinity War is the second. The yeah. Avengers is the third. Then Black Panther and Iron Man. Those are probably my... And now we're in 20, so I don't even know what to call top tier. <laughs> Actually, I do. 21 divided by three is seven. Seven. So it's seven. We'll do my first tier, which is my top seven. Right. Which is Cap 2, Infinity War, Avengers, Black Panther, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Iron Man 3. I know that's not a very popular opinion, having those last two in there, but I love those fucking Iron Man 3 is in my top five. I love that movie. Iron I Man love Doctor five. Strange. Yeah. Now, to be fair... Those last two ones, I can sit down and be like, ooh, if I really want to. Yeah. There's some stuff in Doctor Strange that I think is preposterous. That car crash should kill him. He it's should die. It's stupid. He should be dead. I hate it so he much. 100% be dead. Uh, there's comedy in that movie that I don't think works. Iron Man 3 has a huge first act or third act problem. Uh, yeah, it gets a little wonky there with all the, the, the bots and stuff. My next seven is like my second tier. Guardians 1. Spider-Man Homecoming, Civil War, Captain Marvel, Guardians 2, Cap 1, and Thor 1. I'm still not quite sure about that ordering, but I think if you just made me group seven more movies together, that's my, like, mid-tier. Those are the ones that when I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, those are really good movies, but each one of those has things where I can just be like, but ah, this isn't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Guardians 1 is just like, go get the glowy thing. I have I Guardians think, 1 high, much higher on my list, but I yeah, that's fine. Ronan's a very bland villain to me. Super bland villain. Uh, Guardians 2, kind of, I have the same issues, almost. Captain that, Marvel, we just did a whole thing on. Yeah. Both Spider-Man and Civil War, I'm just sort of like, sometimes these movies are preposterous. Yes. Spider, you're Spider-Man, surprisingly, because I know you're a big Spidey fan. Spidey is about where you have Spidey, pretty much where I have Spidey. Um, and that's kind of where I will put Cap, um, Cap, Cap Captain Marvel. Um, because I kind of feel uh, if I were to put in that tier, it'd probably be under that tier for me. But before I get to the ones that I just won't say hate, but I just, I, I'm a perfectly fine not seeing. 
again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they are the ones that I really don't talk about often, or even just plan, plan, plainly forget about. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, Thor three, Ultron, Ant Man, Iron Man two, Hulk, and Thor two. Yeah, and I and I enjoy Ant Man and the Wasp, but it's not on the level that I enjoy the rest of them. And I'm perfectly, I would say, Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel are probably in that same vein. Although I feel like I talked, I enjoyed and talked better about Ant Man and the Wasp than I did about Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel would just have to be under. They're it's all not. Good it's movies. not down there with like Thor, Thor, Dark World, Iron Man two. And most of Incredible Hulk are my bottom three. Ultratron is probably right over that, and then I would probably, for me, I would then slide in Captain Marvel. And but I don't think that's a disservice to Captain Marvel. I just think that they have a significant catalog that's really yeah. freaking good. About and I like Iron Man too. It's yes. just it's just it's a just... very it's a movie that's not about anything. Correct. That's where I go. It's an action movie. There aren't really any. It tries to be about something. It tries to be yeah. about his dad and this new element, yeah. and it kind of skirts around addiction and who Tony is. Very, and very base level. It does have one of my favorite sequences in the MCU when he puts on that suit in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. it's got some good moments. They all do. Like I said, Thor I, Two is a great Loki short film. I'll be honest it. with you, and we've talked about this before. I don't think Marvel is capable of making a bad movie. It just becomes things that they're like, okay, certain things or certain stories don't work. And then when you start getting, start nitpicking, you can, it's easier then to rank. And then sometimes it's just a matter of preference. Like I like the sci-fi stuff and the weird stuff. So Guardians is higher on my list than probably would be for you. Yeah. So that's just, that's just the way it works. But I think everybody tends to have the same four films at the very bottom. I I think everybody (laughs) universally, if you set most people down are like, Cap Infinity War Black Panther at the at the, at the top, top. Yeah. And Thor the, 2 Hulk Iron Man 2 at, at the, the bottom. bottom. And then everything else is just out of mismatch. A lot of people don't like Iron Man 3 though. Yes. There's we're the, we're the weirdos of in that people. Group. Yeah. The, I've seen I've I seen, have Thor 3 of them on my list. That's a top five for most people. Yeah, I have Thor 3 in my top, my top seven. Um yes, you're right. Iron Man 3 ends up either being way up there for like with us or it's like it's the worst thing that they've seen since sliced bread there is no middle ground for iron man 3 like it doesn't show up in the 12 or 13 yeah. it's either top five or bottom five yeah so uh that's the one one that swings one way or the other <laughs> so there you go that's captain marvel yeah i really liked it it was so <laughs> fun and cool and i hate saying those things about movies sometimes but it was just so fun and cool i will uh, i'll say this i left there because of the way that end credit sequence in and just the, how badass she just basically sneaks into the show. You know what we didn't talk about, though, that I hated was the last post credit scene. Oh, the coughing up. I hated it cat. so much. And I feel like now almost all of Marvel Phase 3 has done the second. The, the scene. second has been like a, a I comic don't need to bit. stay anymore. Yeah, I'm at the point, like, after that happened, I was like, oh, cool, what's happening? And then it happened. I'm like, so I can just stop. Once the credits start ro- fully rolling, I can just leave because those funny bits I don't I don't, I don't need care em. about. Yeah, I don't need to be here. For I liked when we were doing something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't always need to do them. The first credit. Just... I will say this: if you haven't seen this, the first credit sequence, stay for that. Once the black and white credits start rolling, you can take off. There's God, and what a long, long. Jesus, I feel sequ- like they're getting longer. Like this, nuts. <laughs> I just gotta sit here and watch this cat cough. Hogging, yeah. <laughs> till the tesseract, which I've been following since two thousand eight. I don't care. <laughs> like, man, yeah. we get it. Oh, well. That's it, guys. Don't be mean on the internet. Stop it. That's how I feel about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at HollywoodADI. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups. That's HollywoodAlreadyDidIt. And Instagram at HollywoodAlreadyDidIt. And that's it. Later. <laughs>